want to welcome you to another episode of Mindset Growth Podcast. I'm Gary Bontrager, your host. I have Heather here, my co-host with me. Uh, Heather, I'm very excited for this next guest. Uh, he is a second time guest on our show. And the exciting part is the first time we did not even come close to covering everything <laughs> we wanted to. So we really just talked about the early stages of his life and some things that were happening there. And today we get to dive into how he built and grew is growing his business, which is something that uh, I know our audience loves to hear because they like to hear how other people go about that process and how that all works out. So by now, you're probably wondering who the next guest is, because the great part about this is he's also a milestone guest, our 60th guest on Mindset Growth Podcast. So that's fun. So with that, Zach Larson, welcome back to Mindset Growth Podcast. Hey, Zach. Guys, how are you doing? Excellent. Good. We don't have you here with us this time, but didn't want to make you drive nine hours again to see us. Right. Well, it was worth it. It was fun. It was. Good. I'm I enjoyed it. Back, though. Yeah, I really enjoyed it, and I think it was probably... Probably a fun road trip for father-son there, I would imagine. It, it was. And, and Vaden told me to tell you hi. He wanted to be here today. But yeah, got school. His school so. yes. Yeah, we get well, it. Tell him hi, and we hope he's having a great year so far. Exactly. I'll do that. I'll do that. We're going to uh, do this a little bit different getting into this one here. Uh, last time, we covered kind of all the beginning things that we do every time we do a podcast. Today, though, uh, I want to jump into more off of your the business side of things and how that all transpired for you. Uh, there was clearly, if you've listened to the other episode, if you have not, you should go listen to that before mm -hmm. you listen to this episode. Uh, simply, we'll give you the background and it'll make a little more sense about some of the things that we're talking about. But uh, Zach, I guess you know, we talked a lot about your history and your struggle with addiction and then transitioning into self being self-employed. And I know, I don't remember if it was on the podcast or in private conversation, you had talked about you'd worked, I think, was it in oil fields and just usually had good jobs and worked a lot. At some point, you took that dive kind of off of the deep end into the entrepreneurial world and went out on your own. Talk about what that process was and what led you that direction when you really had built yourself to where you could probably get a good job anytime you wanted it or anywhere you wanted. Right. So back in 2015, the oil field took a dive. And when oil crashes, the worst part about being the low level, kind of on the totem pole guys out there doing the work, you're the first ones to go. Mm -hmm. And I've been in and out of the oil field long enough to know that it was it was coming. So I'd started putting together odd jobs for the weekends and, and just kind of filling my schedule that way to make sure we could pay the bills and and everything was taken care of. And about a month of that, I had realized that oil wasn't going to come back up anytime soon. And I probably just better plan for the worst. So I put together about a two hour business plan <sighs> and I was just going to go full time and doing handyman and, and small projects around our community. Did you have enough um, need for help that you thought that, that you'd be able to stay busy daily in your area? Well, so I, I'd actually lined up with another guy that was working by himself and he needed some help on a bigger project he was doing. So I'd lined myself up about a month's worth of work right out the gate. Mm -hmm. So I knew that once I took off and, and bit the bullet here, I was going to have at least a month before I had to really figure anything out. And with that and, and the neighbors needing their gutters cleaned and screen doors put on and little stuff like that, it just kept adding up. So we'd put them on a list and, and we would jump to those when, when time got a little slowed down. So it's kind of neat how it all worked out. I wasn't even 
we didn't even finish that project with the other guy before I'd signed my first house remodel. So we were a, less than a month into this and, and I started a, a basement house remodel. And that was a godsend. I mean, it was definitely a God thing happening for sure. At this point, had you ever written out bids for jobs like this? No, no, okay. absolutely, <laughs> absolutely not. Um, I've been doing a lot of paperwork and, and stuff like that, day-to-day -day operations for other companies that I work with. So I kind of understood what I was looking at, but as far as what it costs to do the job, I had no idea. And I had to learn that the hard way. Um, it's really easy for me to go to school when it's affecting my pocketbook. That was what <laughs> I always said. Just, when it's affecting my my wallet, I could tell you we're not going to do that again. So um, I did learn a lot of things the hard way. I was actually just thinking about that the other day when I think, oh man, we remodeled that whole house for like $10,000. I mean, it was wow. way underpriced, but we really needed the work. and and I did, I would say all of it by myself. It was just me and and the kids would help and whatnot. They were pretty young. So they would help carry boards and that kind of stuff in. And, and it was it was really fun times. It was simple times for sure. But so uh, with it was it was a lot less stressful, but at the same time, we didn't know what tomorrow really looked like when you start to, you know, try and plan it out. Like now we're, we're nine months out on our schedule and we have it penciled into days and where we should be. And, and we can get in front of if we're going to be behind or back then it, there was no, well, we finished this job. Hopefully another job comes through and, and man, I've been so blessed and so lucky that, that things just did. They just worked. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't that I didn't have to put work into it as well. You know, I had to make sure I was doing all my things and keeping our quality up and, and making sure that our customers were happy and redoing things that customers didn't like. And just, you know, the things that you have to do to make sure it works. But So what was the biggest hurdle getting started? The biggest lesson that you had to learn when you were at this point? Oh, money management. Yeah. Because when you get a deposit at the beginning of your job, it's all fun and games to me. Well, I'm going to need this tool and, and I for sure need a table saw for this job and, and my chop saw is going down. So um, it's really about learning how to stretch your paycheck until the very end. And some of those jobs, you know, they'd last a month, maybe two months. So you'd go a long ways between mortgage and vehicle payment and materials. That's uh, one thing I guess I'm curious about. So when you go down that road, you start doing handyman things. Were you intending to even get into remodels and projects like that? Or were you just thinking you could do uh, some of this more basic, you know, almost maybe uh handyman stuff just some painting and things like that fixed handrails i mean what was the what was your you said you had a two-hour business plan what was that two-hour <laughs> business plan so it did start off as just handyman and that was um that was all it was going to be really we needed i had bills to pay and i wasn't getting them done um so we'd done i mean it started off as cutting trees out and getting rid of bushes and, and raking the yard for the elderly lady down the street and, and just stuff like that that would get us by. Nowhere in my mind did I think that this guy was going to call and say, hey, I need a house remodeled. Would you like to come take a look at it? Mm -hmm. And so once once we got into that, it was like, oh, this really isn't so bad. I mean, we can handle this. And it just kind of spiraled from there. So did you have construction experience before that going into this? I did have some. So I, between oil field jobs, I would bounce back and forth to construction. Um, I worked for a couple of 
really great companies over the years. And and Lee Hardy, he's he's retired now, kind of semi-retired, still does some little things. And he taught me so much from from tile to sheetrock to roofing, uh, pretty much everything in between. Uh, when I worked with him, we had did two very large additions on a house. So I had got from top hand digging footings to putting the final touches on the crown molding. That's and it. I enjoyed it. Right. That's interesting. Cause I just, you hadn't mentioned your experience and I'm thinking so often, uh, I mean, there's nothing that prepares you for what you just got, had gotten yourself into. I mean, there, it just doesn't, there's nothing out there. Uh, as much as you can plan, like you said, you had a plan, but it still took a different turn. And so one of the things that if you had a two hour, uh, business plan, you probably set some goals. And now that you, from the time you started that to now is what, about five years. Is that correct? Uh, so October will be year eight. Year okay. eight. Okay. So at some Your point eight. you started a transition because now you're doing steel buildings and it's, it looks completely different than what it did back then. How did that continue to transpire for you? Well, up until COVID, we had a fairly decent sized crew. We were running two crews and several one crew was doing the little door projects and windows and, and then we had a remodel crew and then COVID hit and it halted business for us out here. Uh, and I, I mean, in most everywhere in the world, I think. So at that point it got to where I couldn't feasibly keep guys on and we had to slow down. So I would, it's really weird. It's how things have changed over the years. We went from a fully functioning construction crew down to mowing yards by myself for commercial properties uh, the year of 2020 and that summer. And then at that point, we were, it was really a struggle to find guys and people that wanted to come on and work. So I had changed my plan yet again, and I had started buying, purchasing equipment to run a dirt moving company. And that was where I was headed because I could do all of that by myself. And I was just going to move dirt and do building pads and things like that for another company around here that we had had an agreement with and kind of talked with, and, and that was going to work out for both of them. Well, things changed yet again. and. So with that falling through, I said, you know what? I'm going to gear back up and I'm going full bore back into construction. There you go. So Brooklyn and I, when we got together, we have a very, a very interesting relationship. We're complete opposites, but what we, what I don't bring to the table, she does and vice versa. So when it comes to the business end of actually operating this, she blows it out of the water. She can do all the books and, and all the processes and, and everything like that where I wasn't. I'm not good. I didn't sign up to go into construction to do paperwork. That's, that was not the thing. That's generally what we see. <laughs> <laughs> so... With that, she come in and stepped in, and that really gave me the opportunity to push the the work and be more of the salesman for the company and, and really grow. Um, we've stepped way outside of our bounds in the last couple of years. We took on and, and build our own post-frame buildings now. So we just launched at the beginning of this year was the AZ Custom Building line. And with focus on barn dominiums is where we really want to be. Hmm. So we've got a couple of them that are getting ready to go up. And, and it's been so much fun to work with like Randy Chafee uh -huh. and get to meet him at National Frame Builders Association uh, Expo in Kentucky. And several other people that we still talk to and, and those connections and where things have gone since then. And the people that 
that see and are friends with Randy and you guys, like they're all the people that are in this and, and it's just a conglomeration of, of industry members. Right. So I enjoy it. And with that, we've met with some other people that design post frame buildings. And so we're working with them for our designs and, and it's just, it blows my mind on how putting in a little work and how changing your mindset on what can be done will really just like fast forward your life. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to, you brought up a good point there and you, I mean, you've answered the question kind of how you transition into that and I'll come back to that some more. But you talked about changing your mindset and how that transitioned things in your life. And it really come back to a lot of connections and people you started to surround yourself with. But what was that process? Was there a time that you go, I've got to think and approach life differently to have a different like result with my business so that I don't fall back into the same situation I did last time? You know, say there's a pandemic or whatever may come at us now. Have you put thought into how to sustain so you don't get caught in a downturn like that to where it would affect you so in such a huge way? Yeah, um, it's it's a process, right? You've got to be on top of it 100% of the time. And even down to just taking an inventory of my my thoughts throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Um I can tell you a couple years ago at the end of COVID 2021 ish era, I was just super scarcity mindset. There's not enough work. I've got to be this type of person that, that isn't working with other people. And I'm really just like balled myself into this corner thinking that if I help anybody else out, then I'm going to lose out. Mm-hmm. And by changing that and getting into, and there's memes all over the internet about it, right? Like the competition happens at the bottom, collaboration happens at the top. Like some of, there's a lot of truth to that. And yeah. you start to think about it when guys are little and trying to get up, it's, it's fight or flight. There's, a lot of times when these guys start businesses, there's no other options. They're at the end of the road. So with that and changing my mindset, and of course, podcasting, like listening to podcasts is what done it for me. The MFCEO podcast was the one that got me to really t- start taking an inventory of my business life and putting some effort into that. So you started changing the information you were taking in, basically the association of of the information you took in. But it did you find yourself that it even affected how how you may be associated with people as well? Yeah, a hundred percent of the time. I uh, I'm always a people person. Yes, and I like I like being around people, but uh, the the value that people bring to the table like that started to change for me. Mm-hmm. So instead of being stuck here at the bottom with, with the people who are fighting for survival, it started to move to a bigger group of people who their conversations are a little different. They're talking about, you know, two year plans and five year plans and goals and, and at that point, I'm like, man, I don't have any goals other than pay bills this month. You know, like that's where I'm at. And so that has helped me. That's one of the things that I'm big on now is setting goals. And we even have all of our our guys, they have a goal sheet and we fill them out every six months and we come back and it, it's it's fun for me. And you can really see it work for them too. Cause when uh, the one kid working for us and, and I'll throw him out there, his name's Will fresh out of high school, getting his life together, figuring out the real world. He one of his goals was to get his first house. And man, he was super excited when he was able to cross that off his list and, and get a house, yeah. you know, and it's just fun to watch that and 
And he even come to me and he says, well, man, we're going to have to change my, my goal sheet. Cause that was done. And I'm like, yep, we'll knock a couple more off. We'll get there, you know? Yep. And it's just, it's neat to watch how that is really transpired into what we're doing as a company and, and the amount of growth that we've put in, in just a couple years and seeing how other people can enjoy that as well. Right. And maybe they don't, we don't know a lot of that stuff. And that's the interesting part is I didn't know setting goals was important two years ago. Right. Mm-hmm. No, it's hugely so, important. Now, not only are you setting your own goals, but you're helping others to set and cross off goals. So that is probably something that wasn't really in your wheelhouse when you were first getting started either. No, no, not <laughs> at all. I'll, uh, I want to share this because I think it's more important to our audience and you've probably can re- uh, relate to this as well, but there's really four levels of people and, and I'll want your, your input on this when we're finished, but out of the four levels of people, the first level, and I call this the bottom level and it may come off harsh, but it is what it is. It's the people that talk about others. Your second level They're the people that typically talk about current events and the things going on around them. Your third level of group of people are the people that talk about, uh, about having dreams and how, you know, developing those dreams. The fourth level, they're the ones who are sharing with people and talking to people about how they've accomplished them and how they're going to accomplish their dreams. And it's, it's, it's just like a four-step process. And I can tell you I've been in every level. But if you can help your employees literally stay out of those bottom two levels, you will revolutionize and change their life. And I think a lot of times there's this mindset that, you know, people all want to go work for themselves, but it's not the case. A lot of people would rather be a part of something that is awesome and big and growing and that they feel a part of than to be just a number somewhere or fighting for something really small. And so it's a huge deal. I mean, what you've really done is you've got yourself a mentoring business and you do some construction along the way because you're developing people is what you're doing. And I run into this all the time, and I'm going to challenge you with this, and I'm going to challenge every listener with this, but we run into folks that they're always complaining they can't find good help. But I will challenge them every time if they develop their people, they will not only have good help, they will attract excellent employees, and they're going to be able to continue to grow a business because those folks want to stay there. And I don't know if you've seen some of that develop in your and how you process you know, the process that you go through with your employees or not, how relevant is that? You're dead on, dead on. I mean, the guys, the culture that that we ensue here and then we chase after is one of building people up from my, my job to the guys, the low-level guys on site. We try and get everybody to encourage everybody. There's not stupid people. You just don't know. And they need to be taught. And so we push that down to our subordinates and and everybody below us, too, that we're just trying to get everybody to grow and to learn. The interesting part about the culture is when you get our guys on site and they're the ones that are in and out every day doing the work and and they are awesome they literally choose or maybe not necessarily choose but they choose who stays and who goes and it's not a hey we don't like you you're gonna go that person if they can't hold up to the culture Mm -hmm. they work themselves out Right. right and it's it's we have very high standards and I push that through my foreman Trent, like, hey, we're going to keep the standard up. If you slip, your guys are slipping. And so he's got, you know, a lot on his shoulders being in the face on the side with these guys. And and it's just fun to see him grow because he's he's young, worked for me back when things were pretty simple. 
and now he's back and it's a completely different ball game. He says, man, I never would have thought this is where it was going to go. When you said you were busy, he says, I didn't realize you were busy, busy. And I said, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're growing. And uh, so he's got gotten a lot of learning in. He is developing as a leader just way faster than I ever did <clears throat> when I was in those positions. And, and I think that's great. Um, I, I push the guys to read books, develop themselves. And with that, you know, it's, it's a lot of fun to watch them grow because if you're growing in your personal life and your fitness and, and everything else, your professional life's going to come with you. Right. So most people don't stay stagnant in one part of life once they start developing and getting people that little push over the, over the hump to, well, it's not that important to, oh man, this really can change my life in a matter of six months. And, and watching them, it, that's the biggest benefit to me is getting to see people grow. We want to thank Gary Bontrager Consulting for being a sponsor on the Mindset Growth Podcast. There's a variety of services they offer. They have human resources for one. They have a sales program. They also work with the financials, whether you need to help set up your QuickBooks or go with a high-level person that can help you do benchmarking, budgeting, and the likewise. They also do a lot of leadership training, whether you are the business owner, manager, or are just leaders in departments. They can tailor those packages for you. Reach out to them for a free consult and they will see what your needs are and offer different opportunities for you to put in motion to take your business to the next level. They have been successful over the past few years in helping organizations not only grow, but grow as much as two, three, and 400% in a 12 month period. Certainly they understand it takes a strong foundation and there are years where there may be no growth leading up to this as they put the right pieces in place. Reach out to them at www.garybontrager.com. You can reach out to them on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter and get the free advice that they offer and that may be just what you need to set you on a different path to lead you forward and be successful in your business and your life. We appreciate them supporting us. I would challenge to this, when we talk about people leaving jobs, that is exactly what they do. People will leave a job, but they don't leave a great company. That's there's a big difference. There's times that certain things happen. Yes, they'll move somewhere and something else, but People will switch jobs all day, but if you've got a great organization, they're not leaving leaving that. Not if there's a opportunity and respect and things there. That is huge on that piece of it. Uh, you you learned a lot of that. I know through that podcast you follow a lot, but at some point it took a lot of intentionality for you to restructure your life and decide how you're going to conduct yourself on a day to day basis to make that whole change. Was that a fairly simple, like, did it click and it was a fairly simple process once that made sense? Or did it, was it a bit of a, like a period of time that it just kind of took a little to transition into a different, really a different person than what you were before? Yeah. Um, so one of the things that always sticks with my mind is let me look at your last thousand days and I'll tell you why you are where you are. So are you daily making the correct choice to be disciplined in whatever it is you want to do, right? So if it's your fitness or, or business, and I honestly think a lot of those go hand in hand. Um, I know my discipline plays out a lot in both parts. And that has been... A big factor, I think, once I figured out my fitness and that I can be disciplined and go to the gym every day and, and sometimes two times a day, once I figured out how I can have that discipline, the business end of it, well, why don't I just transfer that over here? 
how come I can't share the same discipline on this side and push through the things that I don't want to do so much so that I can see, you know, the light at the end of the tunnel, maybe getting rid. So paperwork is, is not my thing. And now I'm on the computer all day, every day, but that's just what it is. I, I do a lot of bids and I'm the salesman at this moment in time. And, and which is great because I'm in a new spot, right? So that's the fun thing is building these new positions and then filling them and then building a new. And, and so with that, it's really taken a lot of discipline for me to sit there and look at the screen and type these bids and make the phone calls when I'm used to swinging a hammer. That's right. I want to be the guy on site that's that's running the equipment and I'm just a big kid, right? The the toys just got bigger and more expensive. So now I get to, you know, watch it all happen and, and go check in on them and and fill in. I still fill in from time to time, but what uh you you told us you're booked out 9 months. And you went from doing a, a remodel job and wondering 30 days down the road, probably not that many years ago, if you would even have work. And now you're out, you know, nine months on work. When you're looking at that and you're selling more jobs, how do you have a strategic plan on, you know, your next like 20, what 24 looks like, uh, where you plan to be in 30? Uh, do you have that mapped out at this point? Not a hundred percent. We have 24 pretty well mapped out. Okay. And and we're getting better at a lot of those things. Um, and it is, it's, it prevents or well, it brings its own difficulties to the table when you're trying to sell buildings and jobs and things. And you guys are guys are that far out, you know, and, um, out here we're, I mean, you guys get it. It's, it's a fairly isolated area. Right. Mm -hmm. So there's really only three, maybe, well, I think in our direct area, there's only about three companies that will do the caliber of, of job that we're doing right now. And between those three guys, I mean, there is, uh, there's no time. Like it's all, we're all equally booked out and some guys are further out than I am. And, and so it, it's, it benefits us to bring in more people and build our crews so we can get to these jobs a little quicker and keep everybody happy. But at the same time, we're not going to go, we're not going to push our quality down just right. to bring on more jobs. So a lot of people, that's why they're hiring us is because the quality of work is so high. They would much rather wait and have it done. So we've, We've got a lot of learning to do, but also at the same time, it's it's really just clicking together. Yeah. Well, half the process is learning too. So as long as you're still expanding and have that that growth mindset, I would, yeah. And I would challenge with this even too. Uh, when you develop, uh, and it's interesting that you bring up the fact that you help your employees set goals and some things like that. Employees also need the freedom to be able to make some mistakes. And I think when you only have those annual reviews, like from an HR point of view, you're also setting that employee up to be scared to even have that meeting because they don't know what's coming. But when you have more regular conversations with employees and you tell them, hey, I want to have a meeting with you, rather than a level of fear or anxiety, they may be excited because they go, I'll bet he's up to something new and we're going to start doing something else, or I'm going to have an opportunity maybe to advance my career and do some different things. And that's a whole different level when there's that communication and interaction with a boss to an employee or a crew leader to the crew than it is if it's just very hands-off and there's not good communication. Uh, we, we work with a lot of companies, as you know, in with you know coaching, and, and it's all about growing small business. And if there's one thing that I can tell you, as soon as they can establish great communication and a environment that they can grow in, and that the you know the owners are really motivated towards personal growth and business growth and development. 
that the employees, the whole atmosphere will change. And we see what you said with employees weeding themselves out. It happens all the time and it happens almost eerily quick <laughs> when it starts down yes. that path. It's, it's just like they're uncomfortable. They don't get it and they want out. <laughs> and the next ones, uh, you know, we've seen it then also where people are coming to that company looking for a job because they realize there is security and, you know, there is potential there. So I take a lot of that. Anybody listening to this, pay a lot of attention to how you interact with your employees. I see a lot mm -hmm. of people treat employees derogatorily and kind of beat them down and not get get really any feedback from them. Just, you know, berate them when they screw up on something. We also see employee or bosses that are scared to have those tough conversations yes. that need to be had, which can create that toxic environment too. And they will so. even push that back to another employee to go have it with a different one. And now you've got two people, a person that's not directly involved or affected trying to handle the situation. I mean, we've seen all of those things. It really comes down to communication, how you develop yourself. So that is huge. Uh, I, I see that you work on yourself a lot and I, I know that, and I know you've gone through, uh, and I'm, uh, Andy Frisella, that's the podcast you referenced was his, correct? And you've done 75 hard, not only once, but I think you're doing it the second time. Is that right? Yes. What, what, I guess what I want to know, and I'm going to guess I know the answer, but what is the biggest benefit or what would drive and motivate you to do that? twice or what has First Andy, all, you know, what has Andy done to motivate you, I guess, his material or his, his, uh, information. So Andy is really in your face and he just tells it like he sees it. There's no BS in the background. Um, also when you look at his companies and the things he's doing, he's not out here selling fish oil. He's, he doesn't advertise on his podcast for anything, and and it's all business. Well, the original podcast was all business-related and things that when I started listening and, and I heard it, it was, oh, man, this should have been common sense. Like, everybody should know that. It, it makes sense now that you hear it. But the more I've gotten down the road, if you don't know something, you don't know. It's right. just like you know, your parents are at this level. And if you've never seen anything outside of that level, you could go your whole life without knowing millionaires exist. Right. Um, and so seeing the things he's built and listening to his story motivated me. He come from, you know, the bottom. He started on his own and, and poured concrete and stuff like that. And, and it was really just a very neat story that he told and also the years that he spent not making any money trying to run his business and then realizing what he was doing wrong i was like holy cow i can relate to this fully because here i am you know at that point i was five years into business and barely getting by watching you know dollars come in and go out just about as fast and and so I just immersed myself in his podcast for about a year and a half is what it took me to get caught up to current. And, and then at one point in time, the 75 hard came out and he was talking about that. And I said, yeah, it's probably not for me. That sounds miserable. <laughs> so I'd, I'd waited a while. And then I was like, you know what? It, all these people are saying that it, it really just changed their mind. It, it changed their mindset and doing things that are extremely difficult and extremely uncomfortable on a daily basis, for example, 75 days in this case, make the rest of the year seem pretty simple. Sure. So it, it does provide struggles. Like I'm spending two hours a day working out and another hour, 30 minutes reading a book because I'm not a very fast reader. And uh, just things like that, it takes a lot of time, 
but to still manage my daily responsibilities and doing all that. And, and also when I'm on a diet, I cut out all added sugar. I don't have any added sugar and I'm fairly low calorie diet right now. Mm. So everything is, is vegetables and, and some meat and, and maybe a potato, but outside of that, we, uh, keep her pretty, pretty minimal for now. And, and I do that because I like to push myself. I like to be uncomfortable. And I really do feel that being uncomfortable, getting comfortable being uncomfortable makes a great business person. I, would I mean, agree. I don't get the luxuries. Right. No, I agree with that completely. You're, uh, you learn to adapt and maneuver quickly. You can recognize things. I will tell you this. I mean, you bring up food. I probably eat a very similar diet to what you do, and it's had huge benefits. I will tell you, uh, you hear people talk about eating brain food. The crap we put in our body absolutely affects us in more ways than one. Uh, it's it's very amazing how much that stuff can change. Uh, you know, and I don't follow it completely to a science, but uh, how we discipline ourselves in, in the small things in life certainly are going to affect the big ones. Uh, I, I am impressed with the whole process of how you went through uh, the growth process for your business. The one thing that I want to point out to anyone listening to this, if they're in a small business or looking at starting a business, because this is really the space we, we work in. At the end of the day, when we go in and coach with people, and what I'm hearing you say is you had to absolutely work on yourself and change how you did things to get a different result. And we talk about this a little bit sometimes, but if you show me your five closest friends, I can tell you either where you are or where you're going. And if you don't oh, like yeah. where you're at, you better pick five other friends. But if you can change who you're associated with, think about it and really focus on picking those people that will take you where you want to go. And it'll be a life-changing, a totally life-changing event. And for you, and I'll just bring up Andy, because that's somebody that really started you down the personal growth side, but that was a person of influence in your life. And if you were going to listen to him, there was no way you could not change. And he's certainly one that's going to help you take you where you want to go. And that's for any listener out there. It's, it's, uh, it may not only be the people that you physically interact with and associate with, but it's also going to be the information you take in. Over yeah. the years, I, you know, I don't, maybe I'm, maybe I'm kind of crazy, but I don't watch a lot of TV. <laughs> I watch a lot more YouTube and podcasts and things like that, but I'm intentional in where I'm at. I still have hobbies. I'm not so tight that I don't have any hobbies, but they don't consume me quite like they once did. Uh, but I think it's it's an interesting piece there. The other thing I want to come back, and uh, we talked a little bit about your business goals, but you're helping your employees with their personal goals. How is that where you started when you first went to grow the business? Did you start with your personal goals, or how did that all kind of, did it just all kind of happen together? So... I initially started with just personal goals. I wanted, you know, the nice shiny Harley Davidson and and wanted to get my house paid off and things like that. Those were the initial goals. Mm -hmm. And up until a few years ago, I didn't really have any goals for the business, which seems ridiculous as I say it now, but there wasn't oh, this year I'm going to go out and try and sell $100,000 worth of material or or whatever. There was nothing like that that was ever pushing in my head. Um, and as we've gotten in the past few years, so we've got it all figured out. In the past three years, we have grown 400% each year. That is awesome. So we, what's that? That's awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. And a lot of it is just, to me, is setting goals. Absolutely. That we broke our goal for this year. We shattered it and we didn't even see it coming. I mean, it was 
just one of them deals. But if you're setting a, a half a million dollar sales or a million dollar sales goal, that's fantastic. And a person is going to work very hard to get that done. I'm, I tell the guys all the time, set goals way bigger than you think you're going to need. Mm -hmm. And so even myself, I have to tell myself, I'm like, okay, this is my realistic goal. This is the goal I'm working for. We're going to double that. And so then I'm always pushing and, and I get, I think that it gets tiring for a lot of people too, because I'm a very go, go, go all the time person. And I'm like, we're not going to beat this goal if we don't do this and we got to be doing this and, and putting in the work. I mean, there's not a lot of sit still time. Um, it's kind of fun to be able to this week, we're going on a vacation, kind of a vacation. It's Brooklyn's birthday week. Uh, week-long festival for music and to be able to do that and you know know that we've been smart all year and made the right choices and that we can do that and not have to worry it's just it's just puts you at ease I know that two years ago I never would have left on vacation one I couldn't because I was the only one working right so that wasn't gonna happen but um it's just fun to see how things grow and, and get bigger and almost how I'm not as an important part of the business as I used to be. However, I still have my job and I am important, mm -hmm. right? But our guys can and I stop can that, I stop you just for a second? You are yeah. the most important person in your business. You may not be the important person that's putting the nails and the screws and the structure up, but if it were not for what you're doing. 400% growth for three years running is an incredible, staggering number. People don't do that. And I want you to, you need to understand and recognize that, that you are the most important person and it's everything you're doing inside your head that's making that happen. I think it's fair to give recognition where it's due. And it's, it's very important because you've worked extremely hard to put people in a position to succeed and feel like they're being valued. And I understand what you're doing. You're sharing that appreciation and value to your, to your employees, but they cannot do that if you don't change the way you live your life. Well, thank you. Not to I interrupt you, that. but I really want to drive that point home because that's so foundational in business. Right. That makes total sense. That makes total sense. The guys, the guys, though, they really do carry a lot for me and mm -hmm. just in how much we care about them and the things we do that are for them. You know, we're setting up growth opportunities and making new positions and opening new spots so we can bring our guys up with us. And, and we're very open and transparent with them about that. And, and we talk to them about that all the time um that's the one of the big factors that's how we're going to grow and we're not going to grow by with just me sitting here we're going to grow with everybody being on the same page and everybody putting in the work and and yeah sometimes it works hot and sometimes it works cold but mm -hmm. we do our best to keep everybody inside during the winter the summer months is a little harder to do but but we just we really appreciate them and, and all they're doing for us. And and you're right that without somebody on the other end pushing all the time, it's just like a pack of squirrels. So we got to have somebody wrangling them. Right. But <laughs> it's uh, it's a lot of fun just to be a part of what they're doing in their personal lives and, and seeing the things that they can achieve when a simple mindset change is all it takes somebody to just plant the seed and i can't force you to change your mind but i can give you some information that might deter that from you know happening or the other way it could grow right there on the spot and you think it's a great deal so what's the number one thing you enjoy out of out of the whole business side of your life? The business side, I like helping people, mm -hmm. whether it be our clients 
or the guys working for us or sub crews, however you look at it, I just enjoy helping people, even down to backing up to like my personal life. That's why I like doing podcasts is I like I like people to get the information that maybe they don't have to see that there is a chance for someone. I mean, if I can do it, there isn't a person in the world that can't do it. That's I come from the bottom. Um, It's my favorite story. And I kind of skipped it out the gate was when I started construction, I had a Ryobi bag with all of my tools in it and it had a hammer and a pry bar and a skill saw that didn't even make it through the first job because it was so old and beat down that uh, by the, I don't know, probably the second or third day into that job, it had done, went out on me and I had to replace it because I was using it. But uh, everything I had that I was going to start business with fit in a bag that I could carry. Yeah, And from that to just massive equipment and pickups now and trailers and you know all the things that then wasn't even a thought process in my mind and getting to just share that story with people and i mean people like an underdog story right right that's mm-hmm. the thing and that there should just be hope for people right. and and starting a business isn't easy like I thought it was going to be because I was naive and fairly young at the time. But it's there's a lot of benefit to it. Right. And at this point, we get the chance to give back and help mm-hmm. um, different benefits around town. Um, the school, they need a lot of help right now. So we're doing what we can for them. And and just other organizations throughout the community to keep, you know, to keep it going. Atwood's pretty thriving and and exciting. There's a lot of growth happening here. But also at the same time, it's coming from the businesses that are putting back. Right. So it's fun to see that and get to be a part of that. And and you get people that tell you, you know, oh, it's so great and it's exciting. And yeah, that's a good part of it. And I like that. But for me, I just enjoy helping. I just want to see people and things succeed. So your focus is a little bit different than having your house paid off and a nice Harley in the driveway yep. today. Yep. And the it's fact is, a little bit. and the fact is, you can still have those things, uh, but it, but they mean something different. Uh, I mean, I clearly understand that. We often see that shift i guess uh as we work with folks when when they go through like some of the transformations that you've gone through um what are some of your thoughts or questions at this point heather the one thing i wanted to comment on is you said you were a little naive getting started thinking that you know it'd be easy starting for yourself but there's some beauty in that too because had you been wise to this is going to be very difficult the fear could have held you back too. So, you know, that, that bit of not knowing can really grow into something beautiful. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, if I knew then what I knew now, I probably wouldn't be sitting here. You're right. (laughs) You know, it's interesting. I've started a few businesses in my life and I know people have heard me say it's the hardest thing I'd never do again. But, you know, then I turn right around and I do it again. (laughs) And I think the biggest thing is for me is exactly what it is for you. It's about serving people and making a difference in their life. And I think once once a person can hone into what really drives them and motivates them, and if that's what it is, and it doesn't need to be being self-employed, but it can be in anything in life, that's when you're going to find your happiness and fulfillment. Uh, the other thing that I I like to challenge people with, and I don't know if you've thought about this much, but you know, uh, I talk a lot about, and I lost my dad when I was young, and he wasn't he was younger than I am now. And the thing that I like to people to challenge to think about is time as an inventory. And you know, we can you could go out and buy your another skill saw and tools and all the things you need, and we can buy more product and 
anything we want to stock our shelves, but time is not anything we can do anything. I mean, once it's spent, it's gone. You know, once today's over, it's over. And I challenge people, figure out a way to find fulfillment and how to serve others with the time that you have and be intentional about that. Because, you know, you've probably gotten to a point in your life, but there comes a point for most people, they want some significance. Mm-hmm. The success doesn't matter so much anymore, but they want significance. And for me, it's more about how I can impact others. So I'm certainly going to keep pushing towards growth and growing my businesses as well, because I want to impact more people and help them have a better life. So I, I throw that out there for anybody listening. I think that's kind of where I see you're going as well. And maybe you have some final thoughts on that. Yeah, and and I agree with that 100%. You know, being at the end of the day, the business could get sold or or roll on. Am am I going to be remembered just for the guy that run a construction company? Or am I going to be remembered for someone who has been able to help people get through their hard times and their struggles and, you know, stuff like that? That makes a lot of sense. And, and, you know, from getting to know you guys and following you guys, you guys are doing great work. You guys are helping a lot of people. And that's just really cool to be sitting here with you guys and, and getting to know you guys and meet you in Iowa. That was a lot of fun. And, and I know Vaden enjoyed it. So he, he still talks about it all the time. Made Good. a pretty big impression on, on that little guy. So <laughs> that's awesome. Well, it was impactful to have him here and have him be able to get on as a guest and talk about that. That was a whole nother chapter. I feel like that was a different life for you or lifetime for you. And uh, the fact is we all struggle with a lot of different things in life. It can be very, it comes in various forms, but just to even see how that impacted him and the positive choices he's made is super rewarding and, uh, that's what it's about is helping others and giving them the encouragement that they need. What's a closing statement you'd like to tell people? Just, you know, that it's not, there's a lot of work in it. There's a lot of work in whatever it is you want to do, but changing your mind and focusing on what could be versus like you said, the fear Versus being fearful about what might happen, mm-hmm. there's there's a lot of benefit into just pushing through and just kind of looking at things with rose-colored glasses for a little while. It might be scary, but if you're going to put the work in, things are going to come. Things are going to happen. Your life will change in whatever area you're focusing on. And I, I appreciate that advice. That's uh, basically, as I summarize what you said, it's the perseverance. Uh, I think sometimes we give ourselves an out. I was just visiting with a client yesterday and I said, what's the worst thing that can happen to you? And he's like, you know, I've got to sell everything I own and go get a job. And I said, why would you even give that as an option to be the worst thing that could happen to you? Uh, you have all this knowledge. You have everything you'd have gone through. Why would you quit? <laughs> you know, you, you should start over because now you should be able to do it much better and faster. So I just <laughs> challenge people with that. It's uh, think about what your alternatives are. And I think too often we give ourselves an excuse when we don't need to. And it allow ourselves to just maybe weaken the state of our mind a bit, which is really not going to serve us well long run. I want to thank you again, uh, Zach, for joining us on Mindset Growth Podcast. I hope everybody has enjoyed this as much as uh, we have. They can find let us Let us know where we can find you. So you can follow us at AZ Custom Remodeling LLC on Facebook. And uh, you kind of see what we're up to there as far as projects and stuff like that. And and you can find me on my Facebook, and that's Zachariah Larison. All right. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate you joining us. Uh, if you like this episode, please subscribe to whatever channel you're listening to. 
Uh, hit the like button if you liked it as well, and then leave comments in the comment section. If you would like to see certain guests or uh, anybody on this show or have questions and things that you want us to address and interview, leave those in the comments as well. We will respond to those, and we appreciate you following us on Mindset Growth Podcast. 